Welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. I'm I'm Aaron. I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And this episode we are going to talk about a South Korean psychological horror thriller movie called I Saw the Devil, uh, directed by Kim Ji Woon in 2010. And the kind of um, first of all the origin of how we kind of came to this movie was because um, earlier on, I, I think it was in when we were doing the vampire podcast about Thirst, which was a, also a South Korean movie, we, we started in the end going into all kind of South Korean films and uh, I, I started to recommend my mother some some movies and one of them was also the Snowpiercer that we we tackled on on the last podcast, and uh, on that podcast, I actually we mentioned that uh, we also wanted to talk about another movie quickly, which was Eyes of the Devil. But in the end, it we took the whole hour to talk about Snowpiercer, so we didn't get to say it. So now we uh, saved it for uh, this episode to talk about it. And yeah, can you tell me what this movie is about? Ah, it, uh, I saw the devil. It's a uh, na- name of it, and uh, <laughs> so it it's a Korean horror film where a serial killer kills women for the fun of it, and the fiance of one of the killed women tracks him down but doesn't bring him to the police and lets him free all over again so as to punish him again, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that that's. Quite it. It's kind of a simple story. I I remember um, watching the movie. It's it's such a strange. It's kind of a simple, straightforward story in the sense that it's like it's kind of all about the in the first half, in the first part of the movie, it's about the serial killer, like the the loss of that um, family member. Was it the the the, the wife? Of the cop? No, it was the fiance. It was the fiance. Of a, of a secret agent, some kind of an agent. Yeah, or and, police. Then, and then it's all about kind of this agent starting to track down the serial killer. And then just I, how I remember the movie, I, I saw it a while ago, um, uh, so I don't remember all the details about the movie, but then it's I remember that like the, all the rest of the movie is just this cop torturing the serial killer. Yeah, it's all about that, and that's it. Like it's a, it's a revenge story. Yeah, it's kind of a revenge, and it's a it kind of goes. It's a into kind. The, it's a real revenge story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a real <laughs> revenge. So, and it kind of goes into the psychological horror of uh, the protagonist of the cop, the, the agent, kind of becoming himself evil in a way of of in, in kind of transforming into this kind of devil himself uh, by kind of uh, giving in his humanity his uh, sense of like moral uh, uh, values and then kind of lowering into this kind of uh, so, into a sort of a, a beast-like character that just lives on with this revenge and violence and in kind of enjoys seeing uh, the serial killer live, uh, living in this kind of uh, uh, hell, you know, 
Yeah, he he's when he hunts this um, a serial killer, it it looks nothing can stop him. He goes forward like a snowbird, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he has like superpowers to hunt this murderer. Yeah, he's he's super skilled. And on the on the side of of this main point of his, he catches other criminals, but uh, this murderer which he's after who killed his fiance is uh, invincible like he always this murderer gets up again and again and again from <laughs> yeah horrible <laughs> events and uh, kick living kick and living or how do you call it all the time yeah. so this is this area killer is acted by by Choi Min Sik yeah. Uh, who, who was the old boy? Yeah, was, exactly. Uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful actor. He's real good. He's really good. Yeah, he's he's really kind of um he has kind of established in my opinion a very familiar face in Western audience through Old Boy because we Old Boy is probably the most one of the most famous South Korean movies that the people know in Europe or in America, like or oh. in, in Western because not not everybody really knows so like a lot of South Korean films probably, but Old Boy is probably the most famous, and his face is very much and, the face of Old Boy. Yeah, and then this um, co- this agent, this police agent, is uh, is this um, Lee Byung Han, I think his name is pronounced, but. Immediately when I saw him in this film, I, I just I didn't know anything about the I saw the devil before I started to look at it. And when I saw him, I thought, oh, this is the man. This is the man who was in the Terminator: The Genesis. Yes. And I loved him. I remember Terminator: Genesis. The most what I liked in that film was this man. Mm. It's Korean, and I thought, oh, what the future he has! He has to be have uh, new parts, and he could be maybe a Bond even or something. Mm. <laughs> but then I thought that no, no, he can't. I I already made him a future. No, he mm. he seems to be quite famous in in this Asia, in or Korea there. Yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, and then he got to the West because of that. Yeah. I know that in Jenny, in but Terminator. I, I, I could say that his his talent or his acting is kind of wasted in Terminator because uh, it's kind of a um, low-key character and yeah, but that's uh, and Terminator itself was very, very kind of uh, nonsense in, in general. But I think if, if you really, this actor really shines in this movie. I saw the yeah, devil. Yeah, he's, in he's this, yeah, great. but he he's has fantastic. probably difficulties to get the main part. It was straight away in the West, so he had to go into under part. And so, I I went to see a movie just last week in uh, the theater, another movie, French one. Mm. So in the beginning of that movie, there was a um, the no, that was Jason Bourne. I saw. Oh, yeah, with so yeah. in the beginning of Jason Bourne, there was trailers of equally action movies like Jason Bourne. So there was they have made newly this Magnificent Seven. Yeah, and one of the Magnificent Seven is this Lee being really? <laughs> no way. Yeah? 
<laughs> so was, immediately I saw his name there. And it's, it's a trailer where you can't see really nothing, but I, I saw his name immediately there because oh it's straight God. in the middle of English. Names. That's so strange. And it's in the middle of Western periods in America. And what is he, what is he doing there? Yeah, but he's building probably a career in the West. But I'm just wondering that if he can't get real good parts and get to be uh, appreciated like somebody like Daniel Craig, because I, I think he's like Alain Delon, more, more or less. With I am. His looks, yeah, and his mm. style. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, that's true. He kind of get, reminds me of Delon. Yeah, so I, I wish he will, they will not take him as a bond, or he will yeah. not go there. He will start to make individual movies like Alain Delon. No. Yeah. He's a he's a new actor. <laughs> so, I, uh, so I, I think, a good actor. I think. Uh, side note. I I, uh, I just have to say. I think we have to really uh, get a uh, have a podcast episode about just Alan Delon because we have been talking yeah. about him so many times in our episodes that then I don't know if anybody actually really knows him uh, from our listeners. Like I don't know who is listening and so, but. Uh, I think people are starting to really wonder like about this Delon image. Yeah, and, and who, uh, so I think a, we have to have an yeah. episode just to talk about him. Yeah, because he's a great actor and he's still yeah. living. He's about eighty now, but uh, oh, really? then oh. he, when he was a young man, he was like this, this uh, Lee Byung-hun. Yeah. So anyway, so go back to I saw the devil. Mm. So <laughs> this, uh, this um. Yeah, so let's go to the movie where the serial killer is. Yeah. Yeah, so it it's what was uh, special for me in this movie was that it's very, very beautiful cinematography. Yeah. It's so amazing that mm. I can't uh, claim it. So... What what was disturbing me here was that it's so horrible killing. It's 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 not humanly possible <laughs> or what he's doing, and that's spoiled for me for this uh, cinematography because I would have loved to just admire it and enjoy it. <laughs> it's really something great. So it's it's so. The events are so exciting mm. that you you are drawn to them and you are disturbed and you can't enjoy the pictures. <laughs> but you see, they, they are like, you are drawn into two. Yeah, I can understand. And then I thought, okay, I have to see it maybe another time because then I know the story already and I'm not so... Uh, uh, scared. Like you saw it and then you maybe you have to see it again or... Maybe or... I have to see it again because of the cinematography which I admire enormously. It's how can it be that it's a story is so horrible <laughs> that you can't look at it, you get afraid. <laughs> I was really scared of this Choi Min si uh, you, but do you think that it was so horrible kind of because of the cinematography because it was no. se showing oh. so detailed so you know vividly oh. all the things that were happening that it it put you into that moment so so real and uh, it can be it can be that also because this um 
this chiming sick, this old boy guy, mm. this serial killer, he's so wonderfully good actor that he he can be photographed near a close up, and they made a lot of close ups yeah. of him, and he could be not many can be like that, but he just he's so good that he he gets he's believable. Mm. The the things he does are unbelievable, but he is believable, which is strange. Mm. He's a homicidal murderer, again and again and yeah. again. Fun of it, he kills women. Yeah, he's really kind so, of a pathetic character and, in a way. Okay. And in the same time, he's a human man because we see him as a, he is human. Mm. And normally, when you say they exaggerate it. In normal uh, horror films, mm -hmm. a lot they exaggerate the horrorness, and it's not like real. You can't really take it seriously many times, mm -hmm. it, even if you, even if they look real, but they are not. But this one looks really real. Yeah. Because of this actor, mm -hmm. the serial killer is so convincing, and. That's part of the cinematography, of course. It goes so near, close, yeah. close up to that horrible man. Yeah, it's it's kind of really strange watching the movie that it's so horrible and so graphic, and and they are playing everything out. So it's it's even weird to even imagine them actually, you know, making the movie and acting all the scenes, and that you 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 know that it's all fake underneath because it's filmmaking. But it, they make it so real in on film. It's it's such a cruel, you know, film in, in that sense. And yeah, but then uh, the, the effect. So is it the director or the actors or the cinematography or maybe all of them together? It's done. It's really stupendous how it's done. I can't, I can't, I admire this film and I, I'm, I'm, it, it's, I cannot but admire it because, but, no, when, when they make the effect, like they start with the beautiful, beautiful scenery, a woman in a car, it's, the, all the women in this film are absolutely beautiful. Their soft skin is mm. shining and their features are luminous. Mm. So, we are bleeding our hearts for their deaths because they all die, but and in a most cruel way possible. But so it makes you more effect, more effective this um, cruel killing when they are so beautiful, these mm -hmm. women. So, but the killer he cannot see the beauty as a value. He uh, he wants to destroy it. Yeah. He, he he wants to destroy the. He talks about the skin of a woman in one point. He says, oh, you have a soft skin just right for me. And then he goes <laughs> up and kills her. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's, so, kind of the, it's kind of really like this um, yeah, serial killer character that we, we kind of came to know through certain like American but, movies but also. And, like, and in real life serial killers also, like the really stepped over the border and they are like really yeah they have kind of their own absurd uh, motivation to do those things uh, I don't know 
and, and he doesn't do it as a, as a play or act or anything. He really, really do, does it. He's actually. Yeah, he's, it's kind of scary. He's so good actor that it's... Um, so then we have this um, a beautiful hero. The hero of the movie is this Lee Byung Han from the Terminator and all those. <laughs> so he's an amazing looking man. Mm. And the, his character is a secret agent. It's a NIS agent from Korea. So what is mm. NIS? National something. Uh, security or whatever. Oh, yeah. So he's like that... like a Bond character? Yes, that's why maybe I thought... No, he's one of them. There's a group who are... Um, yeah. So... He gets aggravated terribly when his fiance is murdered, and the the fiance has is this beautiful woman. With they all are, by the way, they are, nobody is poor in this film. They are well to do and dressed mm. beautifully. They live nicely, and all is is emphasized. Mm. This these things are emphasized there, so you feel like you you you. The spectator walk in a beautiful, peaceful surroundings, living comfortable and everything. And then comes this mess up of this killer. Yeah, and, and you uh, really feel the weight of it. Yeah, that's it's more it's like exaggerated. So this woman who, who is killed in the beginning is has a father who is a policeman also and a sister. Mm. And the the man, the secret agent, is not yet married to her. But wow, he. When he hears that she is killed, he starts to hunt this killer, and uh, and uh, the cinematography goes like like from from this killing act mm. from from this killing act. The scenery goes maybe straight to the face. You know, suddenly from all that, it goes cut and then straight to the face of this uh, uh, secret agent. Mm. The whole screen is only his head or something. Or it goes to the um, traffic or something. It's really mm. amazing. I just loved it and I wanted to mm. sit there and watch it. And then I can't because the man goes on killing and killing and hacking and doing horrible things. And I, I'm so afraid of him. So, so I can't enjoy it. So the effect is really good. So you're you know? kind of really like in torn in, in that weird dilemma that it's so beautiful that you want to look at it, but it's so much horrible things happening that you... It's, it's like beauty... Mixed with that horror and yeah, violence. So I think maybe to see it several times so I can really enjoy those uh, that, that's pictures. Kind of yeah. But the story is too ghastly. That, that's kind of interesting, like weird thing about these kind of movies of cinematography of, of like making violence beautiful in a way because it kind of reminds me of uh, Takeshi Kitano, the Japanese filmmaker that we love also who made Kikuhiro but also he made a lot of these Yakuza films and his aesthetics in his films that he creates these extremely beautiful compositions and scenes uh, of of events and things uh, that is happening but then in the same time it can be something very brutal and violent or 
as an effect, but also conceptually, you know, like yeah. mm. um, just kind of I remember in this uh, movie called Dolls, uh, which is a love story, basically, but there is some weirdly violent uh, mafia or Yakuza content in it. And there's this uh, scene where there is like they're cleaning a pool of blood from mm. the street. And it's an extremely beautiful shot of this pool and the water and all the cleaning of, of this, yeah, this, yeah. this thing. And there's not really anything violent happening in it, but it's a very crusoe, cru- gruesome and horrible concept of looking at this uh, blood of po- uh, blood that is from somebody who is dead. Mm-hmm. But he, 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 he films it in not thinking about the graphic violence of it or the concept, but as a beautiful setup. Or something, yeah. and that's very interesting of how artists can kind of balance between these kind of things. And and also, I wanted to talk about the the weird the the, the weirdness of of these South Korean films. Like I saw the Devil, that they there there seems to be like when we, when I was giving you the list of these kind of movies, like basically we were talking about South Korean thriller movies that mm. that. You, you wanted to know and were interested in, in which kind of um, uh, we, probably many people start watching from Old Boy and from from uh, Chan Book Park's uh, films uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and uh, Lady Vengeance and it's and then and then afterwards like me and some of my friends we really like suddenly kind of dipped into this whole South Korean film uh, genre that was full of these thriller, very violent thriller movies from South Korea and it really yeah. struck me so uh, surprisingly that why why do they make so many of these um, uh, why from South Korea come so many of these violent thriller movies why do they like to do these kind of things because I saw the devil is very very horrible, very violent and uh, cru- gruesome movie, but it's not even the only one. There's so many of these kind of movies from South Korea, and it's always kind of the same kind of setting where it's a lot of very they are very dark and they are very there's always a serial killer or murder uh, case happening, and there is and I feel like one kind of connecting thing about in these movies is always that there's always some kind of extreme loss of family. Like a daughter, fiancé, husband, or some other family member always gets killed, and it really puts the characters into an edge of mm. extreme decisions that they have to make. Like like in I Saw the Devil, where it's all, it's all about kind of character study of this agent turning himself into as violent as the serial killer himself, and it's it's just a character study basically. And that I find really interesting. That why do South Koreans like to even do this kind of thing? Like why why um, do we find so many of these kind of films there? And uh, maybe this thirst had this uh, kind of a thing in the middle with the vampire. Yeah, also that because of the Koreans. Yeah, you you mentioned before that Koreans, the like when we were talking about Snowpiercer, that they they they. Like in Asia in general, also they, they their perspective to emotions and how they talk about them or how they tell stories through emotions is kind of 
different than American or European. Yeah, there's no romance or sentimentality yeah. or anything. It's like some some cultures maybe go into into different uh, way into like Russians are, uh, for instance, very. They are really sentimental movies I have seen and wonderful. It fits to their mentality. Mm. I've seen some which are brilliant. And yeah. they have a deep sentimentality there which they go, they like swim in it. But, and it fits to them. But Koreans don't do that at all. No. They have feelings. They have a, of course they, they love, he loves very much this man and his, mm. his joy and uh, grief and things. But not, not uh, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg no, not type of romantic. No, it's, it's very, <laughs> yeah, you, you said, ah, I don't remember what you were saying in the last uh, podcast, but um, yeah, it's kind of, I, I find it very interesting to kind of, uh, just kind of, Look at these movies also from that perspective of that culture, like and from those from yeah. people, like because um, uh, which is very very strange. And because I I wouldn't even <laughs> think that South Korea would be so violent or that there would be this kind of. Thing. Yeah, let me. Uh, I have read uh, now lately. I've read uh, some books about uh, Kim Ki Duk, no, no, and he's South Korean. Yeah, so, and, and he and made he... also violent. Films. Yeah, very violent. Always has violence in his films, and the, <laughs> in a very good way, I think, because there he said in one part, just you know, the one sentence that he had trouble in Korea because it's uh, he was from poor uh, origins and didn't go to schools and university mm. and so on. He's all self-learned, and so and in Korea he said. I didn't know that. I haven't been there. So, so he said that there is a very uh, they are conservative in the society, mm. and this from all what we see in these films, it doesn't look conservative <laughs> at all. But I believe him that it's the yeah. not those women we see in this film, for instance, and the way they live and they are dressed and educated and with money and good cars and everything. They are very um, conservative. Yeah, maybe, maybe like you could say, because these these kind of films are also very extremely popular in South Korea. Like the one of the, I think one of the, if I'm correct, one of the most um, watched or most successful movies of the past years in South Korea was uh, another thriller movie called The Man from Nowhere. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know how violent it is. But ah, this is a new one you haven't Yeah, told. it's a very, yeah. very new one. Okay, I and write it, it down. A man from nowhere. Yeah, I, I put it on the list for you when, when I gave you... Ah, it so is it on is. the list. I just didn't get it because it's not uh, available here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 apparently like now it's been in the cinema. I, I, I don't remember when it came out. But it was, it was hugely successful. It was the oh, top-rated oh, oh. movie of the year and it's... Uh, it's a violent thriller movie with action and stuff like that. And it's about a man who, uh, like an assassin or an agent or something like that, who is kind of an outsider. And then he, his only friend is like a little ch- child. And then a group of people kidnap the child or something, and they want to do something with the child. And then the agent goes after them because they uh, are... Who is the director? 
I don't know. I, 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 ah, there are so many others. It's not one of those which we have. Yeah, well, the man from nowhere. I have to. I will check it now. It was from. Okay, it's a little bit older. It's 2010. It's the same year as I saw the devil, and mm-hmm. it's uh, from direction called Jung Boom Lee. Maybe that's maybe how it's pronounced. I don't know how to pronounce these names. It's so strange. Okay. Young Boom Lee, probably I'm. He also wrote it. I, I'm really sorry if I pronounced it differently. And um, yeah, serious matter. This you remember from Snowpiercer. Yes, so we have to learn. In Snowpiercer, they actually they they touch this sensitive sensitive subject. Mm. Uh, but uh, back to. I, I was there. I, I was there too. Back to I saw the devil. Um, yeah. So this, yeah. The, yeah. I just wanted to ask you, like, because I'm I'm still so fascinated about the whole concept of kind of uh, Koreans, the South Koreans making these movies, and that's what yeah, that's what I wanted to uh, kind of add add from from talking about the man from like that. They are very successful movies there. And I feel like maybe it's a it's a kind of a tool also because people can in in society they can feel very conservative conservative and they can feel like uh, kind of the certain emotions or feelings are suppressed and everything like 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 in the vampire team that we were talking about and that maybe the films they are kind of a medium to exercise emotions. You know, yeah. when you are on stage mm. and you play an evil person, you don't have to be an evil in the in the real life. Yeah, but you can be you, evil in the story. You know, or you can do it with humor, humor films, or you can do it with the violent. Films. Yeah, exactly. So release your like, like how like how Kim Duk also, if we back, go back to him, like he he mentioned that he also had troubles with actors and making the films because. It tends to be that all the actors who want to be in these films, they all want to be bad guys. They, in, <laughs> all the actors, like like that's all they are interested in playing is bad people, you know. So it's very funny to see yeah. that in a society of conservative people, all these actors and people come out who kind of desire to exercise this kind of extreme. Uh, darker sides of themselves, even though they in the society they don't really. Are like that. You know? I think Kim Ki Duk more. Uh, we went now the wrong direction with him because you know Kim Kim Ki Duk uh, uh, is analyzing good good. Yeah, but I was talking about the actors, not him. Yeah, he okay. had problems with the actors yeah, yeah, he wanting had to be that, he and he didn't like that. Too. And and he he said that he was really frustrated with that they always want to play bad people because to him it's the easiest thing to do is to play a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But um, so but, this but no. uh, anyway, we go back to the agent, this beautiful man, yes, Bia, uh, Lee Byung Han. So he is uh, playing a character <laughs> who he doesn't care about me, you know, as a spectator. No, there's in that film nobody cares about me, mm-hmm. uh, the one who is watching, not the the killer. He's he just wants to kill all the women, and he's so realistic that I'm scared, and mm-hmm. all the time about him. And then this agent, he doesn't care of me or anybody else. 
only his loved one who was killed. So he goes like a kind of a machine forward, with, pro, propelled by this uh, horrible revenge. Mm. But, well, he cares. He cares of two people additional in this film: the father of the woman and the sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who are in danger, of course, all the time. But uh, so all the rest, it's he's like a machine. He he doesn't stop to think until the end. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he kind of he. I remember also him being very like this robotic and very kind of. Um, he kind of lost all his like humanity in himself or something that he 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 went somewhere that he kind of cannot go away from anymore. Yeah. You know, like his his life is is lost because his fiance got killed and Yeah, he's really wonderful to follow, but the, all all the people in that film are wonderful to follow, but you can't really follow because you're scared all the time. That's the problem. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, um only strange thing in I Saw the Devil is that why is all that killing necessary? <laughs> yeah. It exactly. doesn't sound modern day life. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like apocalyptic thing, you know. Where you have no hope for anything any other kill or whatever. Yeah, that's There's true. no reason for that man's killing. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, no. So all that strange ideas that came to my mind. Yeah, yeah. like so well, all killing. But that's exactly the the thing. Like, why why is it such a violent and why does it portray so so much of that violent? Why is it really necessary in the movie to portray this transition of this thing? Like, that's actually like what I wanted to ask you. Also, is that because I feel like in watching the movie, you really because like you said, the killer is such a emotionless man who just in, enjoys no I feel he, he's he, a real person with emotions yeah he but is when I see the close ups I can see him he yeah, has yeah. emotions yeah yeah but, but uh, what but, uh, are they yeah but what I mean is that he's very pathetic and you really dislike him yeah because he kills and he you know yeah, he's yeah. a killer so, like, the, so I mean like you you really I feel like the movie really makes a uh, effort to create this this kind of distance to that character like you really you really dislike that character so then do you feel like there is some sort of satisfaction in when the revenge starts happening and we see how much he's being tortured by the agent do you feel satisfaction seeing that he finally gets what he kind of Uh, so-called deserves yeah, again and again, like, to live uh, in this hell. To, because, no. I, yeah, uh, sorry, what do you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, only satisfaction, none of that, I feel, that when it's again and again, you and all them think that why does it go on, and it's all the other people suffer because of it, and so mm. on. But on the other hand, he finds the cannibal there, and all the others, he finds the other killers, by mm. the way, and uh, does with them, you know, to the end. But only satisfaction I have, I have in the end, mm. when he faces the final truth, 
mm. of the whole thing. It's really great movie from the beginning. You mean the agent the or the killer? Yeah, the agent, agent. Yeah, the yeah. killer. <laughs> you don't have satisfaction for for the to see, the, to, to see the killing yet. Yeah, no, know. no. But the, from him that he finds the solution, the, the result of his his own inside head problem. It's kind of like how I saw satisfaction in the end of Thirst. You know, oh, finally, it's all <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are out of this mess, you know. <laughs> the story yeah. can end. Well, I, I mean, of course, with satisfaction, I don't mean that there is a satisfactory result for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because the woman is killed and so on and so yeah. much killing. But... But for his inside peace, inside, he finds the solution. But what do you think, like, because I kind of, uh, it's how, what I'm seeing interesting is that it, to me, what I kind of start uh, to remind me of this movie is kind of Tarantino and his approach these days in filmmaking, because he, like, he started to, it feels like he started to do all of this, a lot of um, kind of revenge stories, you know, like oh, with yeah, Inglourious yeah. Bastards yeah. and yeah. Young One Jane and all this, like, they're in a sense that they are like this fantasy, revenge fantasy, you know, yeah. and I, I thought the devil could be seen as also kind of, you know, um, the concept of the film is that there is a serial killer that is so horrible and nobody can like this person and then we always kind of have this idea in our head to, of justice that justice has to be done for those that 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 killer and it would be so wonderful to just see him you know feel the same that we, what he does for his victims you know and the whole film kind of kind of puts us into this process of well this is how it would feel so do you feel now satisfaction now that you have this revenge, you know, it's like a fantasy, you know, like mm -hmm. to, to see this killer being mm -hmm. killed. So, and, and I feel like maybe in some ways, like we have been discussing it before, that, that maybe Tarantino also seems to have this same kind of, at least that's what he all has said in the interviews and stuff like that. Um, he was to shock, and I, I feel like he, he had... His, his, some of his films plays out like a, like a revenge fantasy, like Jiang Wan Chained especially is like a revenge fantasy of the slaves, you know, yeah. getting up to the white people. And it's uh, like like how we talked about like Inglorious Bastards, like all the Jews can now celebrate that the Nazis are, mm. you know, like especially Inglorious Bastards is such a clear revenge fantasy of just finally in a, in a cinema to get the revenge or to the Nazis that they actually we felt like they deserved that Hitler get yeah. to get killed. Also, and all this the stuff. woman film this uh, with the, the woman film where Jackie Brown. No, what, no. What film? No, Tarantino's this wonderful. Um, the Kill Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kill Bill. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. Kill Bill is it's one big revenge fantasy of violence and mayhem you know like going along with the with the mm. pride uh, and killing all these these enemies that just deserve to die in a way but tarantino what tarantino doesn't do is actually make you question the moral uh, value of this revenge and i think yeah. it's the interesting thing about i saw the devil is that it actually questions this 
that yeah. because it's all about kind of you as a viewer or the agent following this event and kind of uh, playing out this revenge that uh, where do you find yourself in the end? You know, if, yeah, if you yeah. go this path and Tarantino doesn't really mm. seem to care, you know, or mind for us to devour this, 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 this violence and fantasy, you know, like, you mm. know, remember how, how weird we, we, we talked about how weird it would feel for the Jews to actually feel glad of that violence in yeah it kind does, of it doesn't it, it no doesn't ring true at all it's not the solution no. i feel i saw the devil really speaks about this you know yeah you tarantino know this doesn't talk about that yeah tarantino maybe he does uh, like he don't tell us but maybe he's purpose who knows what his purpose but maybe it's like like in this um um the Mikael Haneke's, uh, the, this, uh, the where? Hunger Games, no, Hunger Games, no. Hunger Games, <laughs> no, <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> no, so what was the name? The, the, the game, the, what was it? Uh, where the man turns to the view, uh, watcher in yeah, the middle yeah. of the of the killing and uh, they asks it's ah, ah, ah. it's funny games not hungry yeah funny games <laughs> oh, uh, it's okay yeah. to remember wrong what the heck it's, it's yeah so, i and, think it's, anyway it's mm. like that like mm. actually he actually stops the film and makes the man turns to us and yeah see, exactly like like drops the fourth wall of the stage like yeah it's really but, kind of, yeah. And Tarantino maybe does that without, actually. No, no, I, I feel like I saw the devil does that. You know, I think uh-huh. I saw the devil kind of puts you into that position of kind of realizing what you are actually watching. Like, maybe you are, like, enjoying it, maybe because if you like this kind of stuff, it's... But it is really gruesome, and it really puts you onto the edge of the seat to confront this kind of cruelty and violence and I feel like I saw the devil kind of the, the the idea is that the idea is to make you confront this and I think Tarantino doesn't confront you with that yeah. he doesn't he doesn't discuss about the moral value of this revenge he just plays out the the fun of it the fun. his yeah. action and violence is all fun it's not so, cool to this concept I'm getting the Remembering the book of Victor Hugo's Miserable, Le Miserable. Ah, yeah? Where the man is uh, in the 1800, he's stealing a bread. And since that, he's hunted, hunted, hunted to the horrible story. It's classic, which yeah. breaks your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, so much misery for all he, people around and himself and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know why I'm there's there's uh, variations of this theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around. Yeah, exactly. A strange way we got into this from the <laughs> I saw the devil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I th- I think that's that's in the end in that's why it's so fascinating for me, and that's why I'm so fascinated about South Korean these thrillers. And, and there's but so I, many other these kind of movies. And but I have to say really something, you know, to you. I want to say that I so much like this actor, this uh, Lee Byung Han. Mm-hmm. 
was in Terminator. <laughs> you go back to this. Yeah, it's, the uh, in the West we people know him. And maybe maybe they something. Maybe it's you are a little, you know, uh, like you you like the French actor also a lot. Yeah, Alain so, Delon. So yeah. maybe it's your little Alain Delon thing, you know, with this. Yeah, actor. he's a new Alain Delon. I, think. <laughs> I I I want him to be a new Alain Delon, and not to go to such magnificent sevens and Terminators and things, but. To have his own great things yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He his own great thing and he deserves it. So I really, I think that maybe he should, shouldn't come to the West because they use him wrong here. Yes. Yeah. You know, they don't give him enough possibility. Money may be a lot, but not the possibility of his. He shouldn't destroy his um, mm. his uh, career. He, he I, was, yeah. He's, he's apparently he was also in GI Joe, which is like this stupid action movie. I, I haven't seen. In it. the West. Yeah, in the West, like a lot of these kind of like action does movies. He, and does he have realistic chance to be a lead actor like Daniel Craig? No, well, that's the, the West, pro- that's the, the problem West. with yeah, yeah, but that's the problem with Asian actors in the West. Asian actors are very, they are very hard to get, and it's all about the how they are recognized by the audience. They are not superstars. It, it, it's like it's actually nowadays they are really talking about this uh, about Asian actors in in Hollywood and why they cannot get lead roles, even though they would fit perfectly in lead roles and it's all about kind of um uh no my thoughts went away what was what i was talking about it's um the, i mean it's it's all about kind of being a superstar you know like you want in your movie as a lead role you want a superstar to get the audience to watch it you know and there is very few the one very who very few charisma and a good uh, um Quality acting. Yeah, but that's that. That that's, the thing is that in the business, it it doesn't really matter yeah, as yeah. much as the the how it how well the actor is recognized. You know, it's it, terrible pity because they could be all time famous. You no, know, all yeah. time famous like somebody who will live forever, like Alander. So he has this quality. Yeah, and, and also yeah. this this uh, serial killer has the quality. This Choi Min Sik. But like, like a good example of of this this, this situation is like which is which is really uh, which is really not nice, but uh, it's the it's kind of the fact or the true what is happening in in Hollywood and how it, how Hollywood works is that there is this uh, new film adaptation going on from a Japanese animation called Coast in the Cell, uh, which is a great movie. Should watch the animation. Um, is it uh, Japanese? Yeah, it's Japanese. It's like. Japanese animation and it's um, they are now making a live action film adaptation from it in America and the the main character role uh, actor is Scarlett Johansson uh, who is an American woman a very good actor she she's is. a very good actor but see the she's character she's not Japanese yeah the character <laughs> the name is Japanese in the movie mm. and it's, but she's American so everybody was very confused of this and they thought like it's unfair that uh-huh. they don't put an Asian actor in it, and they. Um, but the but the the kind of thing behind the scenes, 
that that I heard is that it's because, well, in first hand, it's it's harder to get the movie getting started if you put uh, just the Asian actor in it. They don't, the producers don't really put believe in it, or they they don't get it, you know, into production. That's, but then, that's but, just stupid. Yeah, and and because if you have a superstar to lead mm -hmm. the project, like Scarlett Johansson, then you have a chance to have that movie because mm -hmm. she is pulling it forward. Yeah, yeah. And, and because people know her, they don't know yeah. the Asian actors. And the, you know what's the funny thing about it? Mm. They, they went to Japan and they, uh, they asked people on the street uh, about this Scarlett Johansson thing, you know, like what do you think about Scarlett Johansson playing the lead role? Mm. And I, well, everybody or most of them, they were all excited. They didn't think that it's weird. Ah, uh, but that's a very Japanese uh, uh, behavior, because they they like take everything in. It's a culture where you they take anything in and they melt it into their own. Yeah, so like the a lot idea of Western they take, things. They take Scarlett they take everybody. So they are happy. They they are yeah. really excited about it. But it, in terms of Hollywood, inside Hollywood, it's really pity. Like for, for example, this Byung Hun Lee that he doesn't get. Like I would want to see him like as a main in a main role because he's such a charismatic actor. Yeah, but you remember this uh, actor who uh, the Asian actor who has done a lot of. Uh, Western movies, very funny, always the funny ones. The Jackie Chan? Yeah, Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie he's, Chan. he's like, he's a superstar. He's one of he's those rare... He's a superstar. He's a rare but, superstar. But why I don't watch any of his films? I cannot. Why don't you? They're great. Because they are... He's a so good actor who does under his quality funny yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, a lot of his American he's, he's movies. serious like acting. But they wouldn't... You yeah. see, they yeah. wouldn't pay him to make a serious act thing. What funny? It's it's kind of uh, kind of I feel really bad for them that they they are such a great people and then they then they play <laughs> these kind of underlying movies or. It's or, a racist thing in in the West. <laughs> it's like yeah. the blacks and or oh, anybody, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, and I that's what Tarantino is dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, in that sense, yeah. Yeah, always. We in the black. He hasn't yet, yeah. Yeah, the Jews. Well, well his, his one Asian-related movie had an American woman in it, which was Kill Bill. It took a lot of uh, concepts from Asian movies, but yeah. then the main character is American. Yeah. Killing well, all the Asian wonderful. people. She's really wonderful. <laughs> I'm just dissing Tarantino. Um, okay, but we, like yeah. we, I think we are starting to head up to our one-hour limit uh, yeah. to discuss about it. So, um, how many points did you give to I Saw the Devil? Yeah, I I gave it three stars. Three stars. But. It, but it's a really good movie, and it deserves more. It deserves anything, everything. But the story is so cruel that I cannot live with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I cannot. I understand, I understand. But it's one of the mo the best cinematography I've ever seen. That's the thing about the South Korean Stupid. films. that I, I saw the, like from the, f the first 
movie, like when we went into this with friends, I really like it was the first thing that really grasped me was the cinematography. It's such a beautiful, so beautiful films that come out from South Korea. They're really mm. unbelievable, like sense also of, Japanese. Like yeah. when you see Takeshi Kitano films, for instance, they are they're so deliciously yeah. beautiful. Kitano is very unique. Yeah. Well, many of them. When you start to think of the cinematography, but it doesn't save the film alone. Mm. Mm. Um, I, it's, a, it's a while that I have seen the film, and I when I saw it, I didn't give any ratings, or I, did, I didn't think about it. But now thinking like now kind of how I how how it kind of sticks in my head and how I like um, how it lives on I I I think it's really really a masterful film and mm-hmm. it's like for the for its own genre film it's it's a brilliant mm-hmm. uh, film so it's very hard for me to even though like. There's so many other movies, of course, like that I enjoy, and I, and I. It's kind of a film that I don't necessarily maybe want to see again, just because it's so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how how to value this kind of thing, um, in a, in that sense. But it was such a it was really really effective movie by itself. So I would give it eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very generous. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's it that we wanted to talk about I saw the devil yes yeah. Th- thank you for the time <laughs> yeah 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 that was a very violent uh, talk <laughs> or a violent movie yeah so we defend it I defend it very much yeah yeah me too I don't uh, if, if it's if it if this is like if it's your kind of thing, and you like to see violent movies and thriller movies and about serial killers, about agents and these kind of things. This is really a you should definitely check it out. Um, but but be aware, this is not really for everybody. This is no, you, really you see nightmares to. after. Yeah, this is quite a quite a heavy movie in that sense. Yeah, yeah in every sense, it's it's a heavy movie. Yeah. <laughs> they really want to be heavy. But yeah, so, I think that's it. Yeah, so we say bye-bye. And thanks to the, all the listeners. Yeah. And see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to PC Movie Club Podcast hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like, for example, a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode and a summarized list of the movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget to mention, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast and article done by either me or my mother. The great guitar piece you heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a movie in the opening theme was composed by a talented Spanish artist, Javier Suarez. God, I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Who offers original music through his website, betterwithmusic.com, to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license. So do check out his music. I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it.